Egg Sausage Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 42 of the Egg Sausage Podcast. My name is Gigi Nabyar. The lovely lady over there is the Dapper Dame. And tonight, uh, we're we're yet again doing something in our, in our wheelhouse. Um, we're basically, you know, talking about our fellow content streamers, um, streamers that we like, streamers that we look up to, streamers that inspire us, the whole kit and caboodle. Um, and actually, this episode couldn't have come at a better time. I don't know if you heard about the whole Mixer thing, uh, the Mixer merger. Oh, man, that is like an atomic bomb to the Internet. Yeah, yeah. So if if any of you guys don't know, Mixer basically pulled the plug on everything via tweet, which was crazy. Like they announced it via tweet. Oh, my. That's like getting a memo from like a post-it. Yeah, yeah. So um, they basically are merging into Facebook gaming, which that platform has its own set of ups and downs. And I have personally never explored it, nor do I think I ever will. So I feel like everyone who was on Mixer is just kind of screwed. Essentially, yes. If you're if Twitch is not an option for you, like, let's say you were banned from Twitch and you were on Mixer and now Mixer's not there. Facebook gaming is not a good option yeah it's i don't know that's a whole nother conversation i think we could do a podcast probably on like the different platforms and the pros and cons of them well not mixer anymore but (laughs) um (laughs) so it's been really nice to see though the love and and welcoming from you know the twitch community of mixer streamers who have decided to either go to twitch for the first time or to return to twitch um, I know two huge streamers that a lot of you guys know, Ninja and Shroud, are rumored to make their uh, return as well. So if you guys are into those guys, that uh, that apparently is happening. But either way, it was nice to see all of the all of the welcomeness coming from you know the community and everything, and elevating all those mixer streamers who were basically out of a platform. If if you're a streamer on Twitch, you can really relate to like having the rug pulled out from under you essentially what that is cuz like now your whole whatever you built is just is just gone, you know? Like you can hope that a lot of people will follow you over to another platform, but realistically like maybe half, maybe half will. It just it just depends. Yeah, and it goes the other way too, right? Like I know for example, shroud got a huge huge deal i mean ninja did too but the numbers that they were carrying on twitch halved when they went to mixer from some people just prefer certain platforms and getting them to go over for one person is a lot to ask yeah basically people were saying mixer was a little foolish for just thinking that they were going to sign a couple big first person shooter streamers and that was going to make their platform take off right so yeah and from my knowledge i think even like they had similar like subscription tiers and things like that but it was more expensive than twitch was i think it was like seven dollars for a tier one if i remember correctly i didn't know that i didn't know that Hmm, that's interesting regardless the the little time that i spent on mixer actually viewing shroud stream I was like, I hate this layout. I don't like how anything is. The chat's weird. Like it just—it felt really clunky. Like it was still in development. 
yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It felt it felt cheap, like cheap and clunky. You know, yeah. like there could have been a lot more ease of use things put in there that they could have done before they tried to blow up the platform, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Apparently they had some stuff. They were branded um, beam before they were a mixer. And like, apparently they had some stuff that was like still branded beam in like their frequently asked questions or something like that. I mean, nothing like super major, but still like, come on, you're backed by Microsoft. Like, Maybe that's maybe that is the disconnect though. Maybe like there was just a bunch of like Microsoft programmers behind making the platform and like they didn't ask any gamers how things should be set up. Yeah, I mean if you're going to compete with a, a giant like Amazon, you really got to have your shit together. You got to mm. do your research, you got to test things and change it a 100 times if you have to to make it work, but I completely agree. Yeah. And again, not just like throw millions at a couple streamers and expect, you know, expect things to just go smoothly, you know, either way <laughs> we digress. <laughs> it's a big internet event, but we're going to see how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So has there been anybody uh, in particular or a couple streamers that really like inspired you to want to talk about this topic tonight or um, a little bit. I feel like lately, you know, like when you raid another community and then you're like, oh shit, it's really cool here. And then you hang out and then like your communities meld to a small degree or even a big degree. And then that continues to happen over time. And then like you kind of form your own community out of multiple and that's how everybody's communities are formed. Yes. Um, I was in one of my buddies streams and we were just talking about content creators and the ones that we have rated recently. And he's like, dude, we rated this guy named Tom thinks the other day. And that was probably the coolest shit I've seen on Twitch in a long time. Have you watched that stream? No, I have not. What makes it, what makes it stand out or what you, what do you make? What do you think makes it special? The amount of effort that he puts into it. So Basically, to explain his channel, he's a cartoonist. Okay. And he has like this whole rig set up, and he has like on different days different characters. So one of them is called Borb. And Borb is this little potato looking guy, and he paints pictures of people that have submitted a photo. Okay. And as he's doing this, he's like voice acting each character and like the character's mouth moves it like in time with his but he's doing it manually like he has these different like frames set up for different mouth movements and he's pushing them as he's speaking to get the character to match what he's saying cool that's yeah. so cool <laughs> he's, he's doing that on top of painting this picture of this person that submitted while like he it's just so much all at the same time and he just does it so well and it's really hilarious so huh. it's just it's great it's really great i wonder what he did before he streamed is he partnered in everything is this like a big stream no but he i would be shocked if he wasn't partnered very soon i mean it, yeah, i would be too and i haven't even seen the stream like that sounds incredible it sounds like completely original content uh, sounds like his production Absolutely. value is there, you know. Yeah, wow. 
And he's really interactive with chat, which is also like another element to balance. Yes. So there's little like commands in chat or point redemptions where it's like Borb freaks out and Borb will just like start like losing it a little bit and then he'll start ruining the painting and then he has to like uh, calm down and it's just okay, Borb. And then he goes back and he starts fixing it, you know? <laughs> and it's just kind of funny, you know? Yeah. I wonder giggly time. I, like my brain wants to like go down this path of like this guy like is out of a job and then like his last ditch effort was to try to stream and then like he started streaming and it was like amazing, you know. I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know if it was like a last ditch effort or if he just found like a passion on Twitch. I should look into like the background of how Tom thinks happened. I would love to I know. Just- I just saw like his production value and how he does everything manually because I thought maybe it was like a face tracking software that like moved the character's mouth with his mouth. Yeah. But no, he just has like like keyframes, like old cartoons, basically like layers of glass. And then he just pulls up the one that currently matches like how how he's saying. That's so crazy because there is software out there that can do that, you know? Oh, yeah. Look at Snapchat, you know? Yeah. Well, for sure. For sure. I mean, you can do it in like uh, some other like computer software as well. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, that's I'm gonna have to check him out. Um, hopefully I remember to put his uh, link in the description below for you guys to check him out as well. That's so cool. If not, <laughs> if not it's T-O-M-T-H-I-N-K-S. Tom thinks and it's great. There you it's go. Great. He does like four different shows a week and like each show is different. That's so crazy. So and is it like full eight hour streams no they're usually around like three to four because it is pretty labor intensive okay okay so he still might have a day job then too if that's the case maybe not but i mean it looks like he's going to be partnered really soon so either way i'm super stoked for him absolutely that's so cool that's so cool speaking of production value i've noticed for myself like caring less and less about production just because all of the mainly the hearthstone streams that i've networked with you know and kind of like the same thing like you build uh you know you build these relationships with other streamers that are you know with similar numbers you start to notice you know same the same faces and in everybody's streams and stuff like that which is super cool it's a really gratifying feeling to to feel like the community outside of your community growing um but like every hearthstone streamer just has like the super basic like layouts and like overlays and alerts and stuff. And that's just like the thing that Hearthstone viewers want. It's so weird. (laughs) Like I'm not going to say that like over overproduced Hearthstone streams don't attract people because there are a couple that do have some more, you know, pizzazz to their streams, but like, the top Hearthstone streamers have like mediocre audio, <laughs> like the, uh, the, you know, like a super simple, like recent events list on the side, like super, you know, it's just all super simple. So I don't know, <laughs> but I've embraced yeah. it. I think a lot of that is like the content over the quality almost mm. always wins. So like even if your gain is through the roof and every time you yell our ears bleed, if the content's good, we'll stick around for it, you know? Like we'll suffer. Um <laughs> but I mean personally cuz there's there's some streamers that I watch that I'm like, "Girl, 
if I could just tell you about mic filters and OBS, I could save you so much trouble because for a long time, I would say like 18 months into streaming, I didn't know that those existed, you know, yeah. like all, all of like the streamer stuff that tries to help you be a streamer is like how to get a following. It's not like you really have to dig for the videos. That's like, all right, what should my, my gain be set to? And what's noise compression? You know, things like that. Oh, you're inspiring me now to like make videos about that and like just make it into a complete collection because we've all been there. You know, I mean, we all started with a shitty USB, you know, like, you know, just bullshit microphone. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. And even like that bullshit setup, like you can just make it work for you more yes. than it is right now. You know, if you just plug it in and you start and you're just screaming in people's ears like, oh yeah you can you can do better i swear yeah yeah i mean even if you use a headset microphone you know there are ways to make it a little better <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm a big advocate for like content over like overlay um you know like i don't think you need to to go commission somebody 500 dollars to get you custom alerts if like what you're doing on your channel isn't really pulling anybody in you know like focus on one before the other or simultaneously a little bit i don't know but i do one before the other how do you balance it i think that's good advice i really do um i'm trying to think of like the most well-produced streams that i know i think josh og would be one for sure um he's also somebody that uh is super positive so like he's definitely somebody that influences me um isn't afraid to play variety either if he gets burnt out on stuff you know which is also cool uh but like he has the most cool alerts and he he did pay somebody to do them and i mean it just he's he's at that level though right like he's he's elevated himself you know to even even if he wasn't at that level though i think just the quality of his gameplay could have warranted you know some nice production but i mean yeah you're absolutely right though i think that you i don't know some some people like view it as a business when they first start which it it, it, it definitely you should you should i mean like you should put some money and some time you know into your production outside definitely of time yeah definitely time definitely time um but yeah uh like it happens in regular business right like some people will overextend and spend all this money on marketing or branding or whatever and mm -hmm. they just forget about the little stuff you know like how how to treat a customer or what when should my business hours be or you know whatever mm -hmm. so oh man business hours that's a really big thing on twitch is like a schedule of some kind for sure for sure i i definitely no, we have talked about this on stream or on on the podcast on stream. We probably talked about it on our streams too. Um, but consistency, consistency, consistency. I mean, that's that's nothing new. I think most streamers get that beaten into their head. At least I hope so. Um, <laughs> and consistency doesn't need to mean five days a week. It can mean just you know Tuesday and Saturday for two hours. You know, but for I mean, sure. if you're there consistently people are going to start to notice. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, um, are there any streamers that you watch that only have like a two day schedule? Mm, Katie Peter plays, um, I think has a three day schedule. 
um I, yeah i think it's three days because in order to like maintain partnership you have to do a minimum of 12 days in a month so i think she does mm. three because she also has a full-time job wait so she's partnered with a full-time job good for her busy woman that's busy woman absolutely absolutely well to maintain a following and only do three days a week that's very tough you know mm -hmm. and to like still deliver good content because like i mean if you're working a 40-hour job you're burnt yeah you know and then on top of that doing let's say each one was four hours so 12 hours in addition to that plus offline work which is usually like equal or more than online time yeah yeah depending on like however many social platforms that you're trying to post to you know networks or networks chats that you're trying to network with and and i mean i should also say streams not just chatting i mean i don't know I, that's a two-prong approach i guess i mean you are networking with the streamer but you're also networking with their chat room i mean that that does happen but um yeah a lot of stuff a lot of stuff i think even just what do you mean by networking sorry um well i guess that's like a i, I feel like we should have a ding right now ding networking <laughs> <laughs> um making friends if you want to call it that <laughs> um, oh okay so just like socializing on twitch yeah yeah just socializing oh, okay. and and getting your name and your vibe out there you know for others to notice especially if you play the same game you know, oh, I'm a big lurker in most people's streams. I don't say much. You really don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big lurker. I just want to see your content. Yeah, Adrian, Adrian will come into my chat and be like, hey, I'm here. And then nothing. And I'll be and most of the time I forget that you're lurking. So I'm like, well, thanks. <laughs> like you just dropped. You just drove by me like, you know, <laughs> and people think that, yeah, if you only say like one or two things that you've left, but usually I'm just doing something at the same time as watching you. Yes. You know? yeah i've been doing and, a lot of that lately so yeah i relate big to the lurker life so like if i have just like a quiet chat i'm like y'all just you know eat your snacks and hang out i'll just be over here noodling around you know <laughs> like because i get it i'm a lurker i just want to watch <laughs> yeah i think i've been lurking more lately just because i've been focusing on like writing python stuff so i'll have mm. my screen to or my main screen be my programming stuff my screen to the right will be just you know a stream of a friend or just a stream that i can like a, of a game that i could just occasionally glance over and know what's going on mm -hmm. you know yeah. it's like it's hard to watch like a like a hearthstone stream of a streamer that's not very vocal because like you really want to like pay attention to every play that they do you know or something like that and then you lose it and so a lot of the times it'll be like a, it'll be a first person shooter stream you know you just glance over oh they got to kill that was sick you know and then go back or whatever but yeah a lot of like a lot of linden fps um he's like one of my favorite first person shooter streamers um super like aggressive player and i try <laughs> i try to mimic i try to mimic that play in my own call of duty play it does not work for me but it works for him oh so like they play aggressive but not necessarily are vocally aggressive correct correct yeah they'll, okay. they'll like they'll sometimes stupidly i mean linden just doesn't care sometimes he'll just push like whatever and like the correct play would have been to you know maybe flank to the left and throw a flash or you know whatever be patient see what they do no he just goes in you know <laughs> and it's awesome do you do you feel like you 
are influenced in your gameplay by anyone that you've like networked with or you maybe look up to or anything as far as a streamer? Uh, I don't know. I don't really like the term networked because then it seems like, I don't know, like you're there for something. Does that make sense? I see what I you're that, saying. That I, word almost has like a stigma in like the Twitch world. I was 100% going to say it has a stigma. Yeah. Well, I think it has a stigma because people say it a lot and then don't actually understand what it actually is. So maybe we do need to start using a different term for it because it's I, like developed into something else, you know? Yeah. I and feel like the like, original word doesn't work anymore right i feel like new streamers look at networking as kind of that like i am here i would love to put you on my auto host list if you auto host me or follow for follow or whatever i'm streaming this later maybe you should stop by or yeah cough cough raid me you know right <laughs> right <laughs> exactly exactly so maybe maybe we do need to develop a better term we could we could be trendsetters right now okay <laughs> What what comes to mind first is just like interacted with, you know, like what community have you been in that's influenced you? Um, for me, over the last probably, I don't know, like six months or so, maybe a little less than that. I've been in this community on Twitch and her name is Hello, It's Colo. And I absolutely adore her as like a person because like she does like just chatting in the beginning of our streams and just talking to her is, I, I don't know. You just don't want to not talk to her. She's Interesting. Just such a delight. And she's super goofy. You know, there's all these like inside jokes, but you never feel like you're not a part of it. That's great. So it's just like a big, like silly friend hangout. And it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Cause it's really easy to like get lost in the sauce whenever you're not part of an inside joke. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes that can be a problem if you make a joke like too niche or only two people get it. Yeah. It's especially like I've heard it even in like podcast guides or like people giving advice about podcasting. Um, you know, if you're doing a podcast with a with a really dear friend, uh, avoid using inside jokes that your listeners will not get because then it'll make them feel closed off. And that makes total sense. <laughs> It does. It does. And helping each other explain things definitely helps. But she she does that really well in a community that's pretty sizable and can be really tricky to accomplish. Mm. So I, I really commend her for that. But I think the way that she influenced me the most was her gameplay. So when I first started playing story games, I thought that I had to just like, come on, get on with the story. What's the next, you know, plot, whatever uh, development next level, you know, so on. Um, but I really, I would get distracted and I'd be like, Oh my God, what is this thing? Can you open this door? Blah, blah, blah. And I thought that people would be super bored of it. So I started to stray away from doing that. And then I watched hello, it's Colo play a little bit of subnautica below zero because it's an early release. Right. And there was not a single freaking snowflake that that woman did not try to look at in that game. And I was never bored. And I was just like, dude, it's possible. You can touch every single thing in the game, break it a little bit, come back, do the plot, and people will still be okay with it. So I felt really, I don't know. Like, validated? I, yeah, I felt validated. I, felt, yeah. I was like, oh man, someone else wants to do this? 
I was like, sweet, I can do this. <laughs> I just think it's so cool that we just talked about two completely different ways of being influenced in gameplay from a fellow content creator. So like on one hand, we had me who's just talking about the way that somebody moves and engages in firefights and call of duty and the way that you would engage the world in a offline story driven game. Like that's so cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I really do think that if you spend time in other communities and stuff that you look up to or streamers that you admire that, you know, you'll just be like, Oh damn, that's really cool. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I think we all definitely take a little bit. Well, it's like, have you ever like taken like a similar laugh from a friend? That's like total common thing, you know? Not a laugh, but like sometimes if I spend a lot of time with somebody or I hear them use like little catchphrases. Mannerisms. Then mannerisms, yeah. yeah. Then I'll start saying it. I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think it's no different, you know, with a streamer. Now I'm like really self-conscious. I wonder if any of my community. <laughs> Am I a clone? <laughs> no, like I just really want to know if any of my community like uses any of my little quips in like day-to-day -day life. Do they say like a lot like I do on the podcast? <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm bad with the um. That's my verbal vomit. Wait, did we switch? Because I feel like I was doing a lot of ums when we started and you were doing a lot of likes. And then now that we're on the opposite ends of that. Maybe what's going Maybe. on? What's going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> we just, we just got to self-correct a little. <laughs> oh man. So do you, uh, do you, do you tend to gravitate towards like that middle ground of, you know, I guess middle sized streamer that, uh, that has sort of a fast moving chat, but they can pay attention still type of thing. Um, what do you consider middle size? I mean, this can vary from person to person. I mean, it's definitely subjective, I think. Um, but 25 to like 100. Okay. I mean, um, that's just loose, you know, off, off the cuff. Um, but the reason I ask is because, you know, there are some people that really do prefer you know, less than 25 people so they can get the attention that they want out of a streamer or they want their questions answered immediately or whatever it yeah, may be. Me personally, since I'm a lurker, I really don't give a shit if you miss my message. It's okay. I know that your chat's moving and you miss stuff sometimes. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I I always have this fear. I was talking with Recycle Bin Hero about this. Shout out to Recycle. Uh, one of my IRL friends who also streams, but uh, he he was saying how it would be it would just it would it would make us feel bad if we grew to a point where we could no longer be as personable as we are now as a small streamer to our community and or existing and new members catching up with them keeping up with their lives whatever it may be that draws them back to our streams right because like you can't build those relationships whenever you have twenty thousand people watching you and the chat's just scrolling by like a fucking waterfall um you know yeah, i i think that's when 
like cross-platform friendships maybe become a thing like you know if you're in somebody's like twitch chat but you also like are on like their instagram or like twitter or discord or whatever then you start to recognize names mm. i mean i don't know what it's like to have a community of twenty thousand people looking at you so maybe i'm wrong but i'd have to imagine that like you notice people you know like yeah you can't read every message that's fucking impossible but I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, the more that you're seeing like different people on different facets, you know, of social media, the easier it would be to like keep up on their world, you know, so to speak. I mean, like I know, for example, like I am friends even with a couple of my community members on Facebook on my own personal account. Um, granted, that hasn't bit me in the butt, but, you know, I am. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I have a deeper connection with those people, but like you can't, you can't Facebook friend every single person, right? Like when you're getting to a hundred, 200 concurrent follower or viewers, you know, that starts to become way out of the question, you know? And then like, how, how much are you keeping up with, you know, personal lives of even like the OG subscribers and, you know, the people that have been there since day one and all that i don't know there's a lot there's a lot that goes into that for sure <laughs> i really wouldn't know how to even cross that bridge because it's so far in the distance if at all feasible so i would just have to yeah you know, hindsight kind of a thing i have no idea how people balance it or keep up with them or how much brain space you know it takes up i have no idea yeah, you have to remember, like, Recycle and I were talking about this over some beers. So, like, <laughs> we were just completely spitballing and, and the just... The weather, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been kind of cloudy, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of him, like, he, he was basically saying that because there's, like, potential for him to have his stream blown up because he plays NHL, which has a very, like, niche fan base in the streamer. Uh, the streamer communities and there's the top league which is the nhl like there's all these like bottom like i guess satellite leagues that all lead into the nhl that all feed players like so when you're good enough and you get recognized enough you get promoted like you wouldn't in, in the real nhl uh to that league and once you get promoted to that league you have a lot of eyes on you so like there's definitely a potential for him for his stream to grow in ways that he basically was not expecting. Like he's always been the type of person that basically was like, I'm content with being a small streamer. I don't care if my community grows bigger than this. I feel good about the relationships that I've made. It's not about the money for me. You know, that's that. But since like he has the potential to have a lot of eyes on him, he was thinking about things like losing that person, you know, that personal factor um to his streams because of the potential inflow of of new viewers so it's a very interesting dynamic for sure okay gotcha does he really like that game or is he playing it for the potential blow up he really likes the game for sure okay that's awesome then that's awesome yeah it it, it would definitely it would definitely work out for sure um because his other main game that he streams is League of Legends and like Oh, I know. Oh, I can't go there when he streams League because it's, 
League is spicy. It's Terry is a very wonderful, nice human being. Mm-hmm. That's Recyclebin Hero, by the way. That's his real name. Um, but when I see him play League, I'm like, no, no, I, I do not like seeing you like this. <laughs> Different side of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and like, there's other friends of mine that also stream League, and I'm just like, I really wish you guys would play something different because I don't like seeing this side. Like the nicest people. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. But that game, it turns people. It turns people. It does. It really does. Oh, man. I'm surprised that like, I don't know. There, there used to be a lot of toxicity, I guess, in first person shooters, but it's really gone to the wayside. I think there was a lot of toxicity when like H1Z1 was a big game and that was like the game to stream for a while when like Twitch really started taking off. Um, and there was some, definitely some toxicity in that community, but it, it's like gone away. I think again, like if you guys didn't listen to our last episode, please do because um, I think it's, I think a lot of it has to do with Fortnite, like kind of dividing, you know, these like, these groups of these age groups you know and i feel like even right now though there really is no big fps game that people are super sucked into like it used to be PUBG and fortnite and i feel like those games kind of died and then mm-hmm. it was um escape from tarkov for a while and now that's kind of died and then valorant came out and then everybody was like you know really wanting like the drop from somebody's stream and was grinding on that but I mean, now in my opinion, it's kind of died a little bit and I don't know, they're all just kind of vanilla. I mean, I don't think Fortnite has, uh, I don't know. It's definitely declined in numbers, but everything else that you mentioned, I think I agree with, but I think Fortnite just like, I don't know. We could, we could examine this a lot further. We really could, but uh, it's, it's nice to see even, even like, uh, streamers like Josh OG that I mentioned earlier, um, he was like in the he was in like some scandal um, early on in his streamer stream career. It was like a financial scandal where he was like tied in with the owners of a uh, Counter Strike skin uh, gambling website. I don't know whole thing. I don't remember the exact details, but he was also super toxic as well when he like first mm-hmm. started streaming. Um, but like to see his transformation into this humble, positive dude, who's just an absolute slayer at first person shooters is like, it's nice to see that. It's nice to see that. So maybe it's just streamers being less toxic in general. Um, at least first person shooter streamers. I mean, if that's true, that would be awesome. So when you go on twitch do you have like people you regularly watch or like do you go to like the browse section and like branch out or like how do you find your content creators that's a really good question (laughs) um i for hearthstone i tend to just look at suggested streams when i'm viewing another hearthstone streamer um and don't worry guys i open up a new tab okay i don't i don't give the uh the main hearthstone streamer one less view (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so I'll, I'll do that for Hearthstone. Uh, and then for other stuff, yeah, I do tend to branch out, especially if it's a game that uh, that I'm looking just to see some gameplay for. Um, if it's like a newer game and I like the streamer, even if they end up not playing that game full time, I will tend I, I'll tend to go back to their stream. Um, but as far as like browsing in in stuff that I'm already kind of like locked into as far as my favorite streamers i i rarely like call of duty for example i will it never or barely ever go to the browse to see another call of duty streamer because my favorite ones are locked in oh okay interesting what about you i mean see you're like you're into so many different games i feel like that you could uh you could easily spend a lot of time i feel like you're a browse pager oh yeah yeah definitely (laughs) definitely yeah that's how i find most people or like from raids if i'm in somebody's community and then like go on a raid and they're like oh and then there's this other awesome person i'm like oh shit i gotta follow them now they seem pretty fucking cool (laughs) so but i also do what you were talking about which is if you wanted to see some gameplay so a lot of the times since i play a ton of different games Um, when I go to start a new one and I'm like, oh shit, where should I put like my camera? Like, where do they put their, um, their whatever? Do they have a chat on the screen? Um, I look at people who are streaming that game live and see what their setup is so that I'm not like in the way and bubbling around tomorrow when I'm playing it, you know? Yeah. And I found this streamer because I was going to play alien isolation and this was last October. That game is so terrifying. Oh, have you played it? No, I have not. Have you watched it like be played? I want to say yes. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Well, it is a really atmospheric, terrifying fucking game full of xenomorphs and you're out in space and it's oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And average playtime was like 20 hours. It took me 40 hours to beat that game. So twice as long oh. because I was just. I was so scared and I kept dying and I didn't want to go anywhere. And my throat kept getting ripped out by an alien and like, it's oh, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> but the person that I clicked on to see what their setup was like, his name is Nico Hart and he speed runs that game. What, yeah. how, how fast are we talking here? Um, so he was playing it with no major glitches on nightmare mode, which is the hardest mode. And he was playing with a switch controller interesting and he has the world record for it which is uh shit i don't know like an hour or something like that holy fuck so it's 20 on average and it was an he got it through an in an hour that's let me insane. double check that i could be so wrong well i'm thinking <laughs> of like the games the couple games that i've seen speed run that i like kind of knew the length of uh, the one that comes to mind right now is uh the resident evil 2 remake and that one was done pretty fast. I think people speed run that in a little over an hour. So I don't know. Okay. I mean, yeah, I can't find his his record, but he has a YouTube channel and all that fun stuff. Okay, well, guys, go check it out. I mean, that's oh, wait, oh, wait, I found it. Okay, it's three hours and fifty six minutes. It looks like, but I still, still I mean, that's. Absolutely that's shaving nutty. 16 hours off of a game. That's that's yeah, it's like essentially a quarter of the time that the average human would take to 
Here's the fucking crazy thing, though, is that that means wait, is he saving the states of a of a game and restarting them on different streams, or is he speedrunning them all the way through for four hours? So it depends on the speed run. Mm. Since he's doing no no major glitches, it has to be one concurrent run. That's so like if if you and like if you watch a speed run stream, they have these um like panels on the side and it shows that they're in different sections and what their average time is in those sections and if they get hung up or if they die too many times you'll start to see like the time is building up and they're not going to beat their record so they usually just restart right right yeah i don't know if you've ever watched uh all games done quick shout out to them because they raise so much money every year but uh obviously the name implies what it is it's a bunch of speedrunners that uh that do it for charity but yeah, they have like the same setup, but it's uh, it's always crazy to uh, to see the time differences and like literally like they'll be happy if they do something seconds faster. Seconds. Yeah. yeah. And or if like when they're doing something, dis- they discover a new way that's more reliable to do it faster. Right. And now they got to like redo that area a ton of times to get that like trick down. Right. Or like the random generated timing of like a fireball or a block moving or whatever oh man and like um, that could mean you know the record or not have you ever watched thunder scepter 11 on twitch no but that i like that name a lot <laughs> dude his community is called the storm his production value is amazing okay okay but he played i, I always fuck up this name because it's super long it's jedi's jedi star wars follow it Fallen Order? There we go. I almost said Fallen Over because <laughs> <laughs> because someone says it as a joke and it's just like burned into my brain. But he plays Fallen Order and he does it on Grandmaster difficulty, which is the hardest uh, level. And then he d- does no damage runs. So you mm-hmm. can't get hit a single time in that game. And it also like, I think he would do it in two different parts, but it's on one save. So okay. you can't like go back to a save and be like oh let's redo that area you know right right but yeah he put hundreds of hours into that game until he got a no damage run not one single hit in the entire fucking game i i gotta hand it to the guys that do these type of runs i i couldn't there's no way there's no game that i love enough to want to speed run it not even not even close not even in the conversation just no 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 nope. i'm trying to think i'm like what are games that i really like and i'm like do i want to play them so much it's like burned into my dreams i don't think so I, yeah i'm good i'm good but i like that's kind of why i think maybe that is the allure of watching these guys do this he's so dedicated just so dedicated hundreds of hours in the same game memorizing like rng you know like it's Oh, it's bonkers. Yeah. So guys, go definitely check them out. Also check out um I'm I'm sure the people that we've mentioned have either been there or might be going there at some point, but also check out All Games Done Quick. They do it twice a year, I think. Or something like that. Uh I think like once in the fall and once in the spring or something. I could be way off base with that. Um I do know that they do it more than once a year and they again, uh it's for a good cause. They raise tons of money by uh speed running all your favorite games so good times <laughs> good times uh, 
Do you have any other like content creators on Twitch that you like actively look out for? Like, oh shit, they're streaming. I gotta pop in there. Um, not particularly as of late. I think there has there been any streamers that you're like super hyped on when you first started following them, and then you're kind of like, eh, not that great. Has that I ever happened to you? A lot of variety streamers. So it does happen because I'm like, eh, I have no interest in that game that you're playing. And then sometimes I'll lose track of them for like, you know, two, three months. And then I'll be like, oh shit, they're playing this game. That looks fucking sick, you know? Yeah, that that is kind of the again, guys, if you haven't listened to our last episode, please, because we expanded on this more. But that is kind of the crux sometimes of being a, a variety streamer, you know, I mean, th- there's yep. so many people that are either small or medium, you know, and I'll scroll down, you know, cause I, I do like, I do genuinely want to support those streamers more than the bigger guys that have, you know, thousands and thousands of concurrent viewers. Right. Um, so I, that, that's the first place that I go, but since there are a lot of like variety, you know, people that, are are lower on the list you know i'm like eh. well i don't really care for that game or i don't know that game or whatever it may be you know and then like you kind of have like the people that you're more i guess friends with if you just want to outright, outright say that i mean that you would just gravitate towards their stream no matter what they're doing so maybe you like put more time into that you know just depending i guess on the on your mood um, and if you're not trying to like network as much or I don't know, like, th- like, uh, I always use like recycle bin hero as an example, because like he usually streams league of legends and like mm-hmm. a MOBA is nothing close to a trading card game or first person shooter. But I, ha- I like, I just, I'll hang out in his stream just because he's a friend, right? Like that's just what happens. But we also share some of the same community members, like. He's gotten some from mine. I've gotten some from his type of thing. So that kind of works Cause, out. Because you guys have like raided each other, right? And like brought each other over. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. And we, well, we've also co-streamed too. So like we've, mm-hmm. we've done IRL streams together, you know. And special effect. Or not special effect. Sorry. Um, What the heck is it? That's a different charity. <laughs> Extra life. There we go. Not special that, yeah. effects. <laughs> no, special effect is a charity. Oh, is it? Oh, well, shout out to them. <laughs> My bad. I didn't mean to laugh. Gaming accessible. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. I get it. I get it now. Okay. Cool. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we do extra life together as well, uh, which always brings to shenanigans. Uh, One of the, one of the very first podcast episodes. Well, not one of the very first, but early on we had him on talking about extra life. That was a good time. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I think just lately because I haven't really been networking as much. Uh, there's that term again <laughs> that has the stigma. Uh, as much. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I, I haven't been branching out into similar streams is what I should say uh, as much lately. And so I just, yeah, I'll just pop on a friend's stream, you know, either to lurk or to just chat it up, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah. Have you ever um, come across like a stream team that you really liked and you'll just go to their roster? No, actually, I, I, uh, I really don't pay attention to like people. Well, no, I should take that back. 
I was going to say, I don't really pay attention to people in like big stream teams. Um, but I don't really click on the, 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 the hyperlink. Uh, if oh, you, dude, you totally should. I probably should. But again, like, I feel like if I'm going to find somebody through their stream team, they'll raid them or host them or do something like that. Or maybe even mention them in passing. Um, or, or even chat with the, uh, one of them in, a, you know, the streamers chat, you know, another streamer from the stream team will be like, Hey, what's up? You know, and maybe I'll go check out their stream. So yeah, I, don't I know. definitely do that because recently in the last like month or so, uh, I joined a stream team called the plant army mm -hmm. and, uh, the, like the first probably couple of weeks, like the only people that I would really raid were from the plant army. So I was like, all right, we're meeting people, you know, like we're taking this community and we're squishing it in, you know? Yeah. Cause I really wanted to get to know like all the other team members and their communities. So I was like, all right, every day, every day is going to be plant army member. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think that just kind of goes without saying like, that's what makes a good member of a stream team. And I'm really glad that you've, found a legit stream team that seems to really sort of not benefit but it everyone seems to gel probably right like it's, it's almost like having it's like a co-workers i guess is the best way to put it sure because a lot of the times when you're a streamer you feel like you're out in this huge platform by yourself you know sure um but being on this team it's really like it's been a game changer, honestly, and it's great. And the leaders of said uh, stream team are really awesome, helpful, inspiring people. And the like creator of this team, which is Misha Crossing, is just it's exactly who you'd want to be like your I don't know, not boss, but like the founder of this this awesome group, the coordinator, the one that brings it all yeah, the glue yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah the glue it's, it's, it's great, it's great. No, so i was just wondering if you had any stream teams that you were like hell yeah this roster is awesome because i'd like to check out more you know? absolutely absolutely well now that you've mentioned it i will you know i will do that <laughs> um but yeah i mean you 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 personally know and and some of the podcast you know listeners know because i've expanded on it before but like just not a fan of the stream teams that uh take advantage of people you know, and manipulate people. Oh yeah, dude. Before I found this one, cause this was the only stream team I applied to. There are so many that, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into it, but they just use people Yeah. in various ways. They just use people. There was a really and big one that came out on Twitter. That was the whole, like, yeah, just crazy. Just crazy. If you guys are on Twitter and follow a bunch of streamers, you probably know about it. It's, you know, I don't think it's really for us to expand on, um, but I don't know enough about it, but I have been made aware it exists. Yeah. Yeah. And they were a stream team that honestly, when I first started streaming, I was like, oh shit, like this team is blown up. You know, I, I never really like, I guess, pursued looking into what they were about, but like, I noticed them just a lot in like social media groups and stuff like that and like mm -hmm. other streamers that i was networking with because <laughs> um, well, you'll see it you know you'll see it underneath their stream you'll see it on their twitter you'll see it in their panels like it'll be everywhere you really can't ignore it if someone's on a specific team yeah for sure 
for sure. Especially like if they're, you know, also promoting it as well. Like not only promoting their stream, but even sometimes promoting the stream team above their own stream, uh, depending on yeah, how and depending on the team. I mean, maybe they ask that of you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which is not great. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Not no, great. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Um, is there anyone else that you would uh you would like to mention before we uh, before we wrap one up? One more person because I feel like she inspired a lot of the art on my channel. Oh, cool. And it's Ashley Roboto. And she is a hilarious, high energy, crazy positive person who will yell compliments at you until your day is better. <laughs> um, <and laughs> she's just, she's just such a, like, I don't know. Like if you ever have like a little bouncy ball and you like throw it at the wall and it's just like pinging all over the place, that's like Ashley Roboto and her energy. It's just bonkers. I but love I it. love it. Yeah. And her whole stream, like she, like all her Twitter clips, you know, she edits, she learned how to do um, all of her overlays. She did. There's like little animations that she's done. Um, during Christmas, she made like little twinkly lights and stuff everywhere. And it's all really well done. And she has like such a specific art style that it all goes together. And she does her own emotes. And I don't know. I just. That's right. It was really cool to see somebody who was so self-dependent. Because mm. when I first started streaming, I was like, oh, shit, man, I got to hire somebody to do emotes. And I got to hire somebody to do an overlay. And like, that's so much fucking money. And until I saw her stream, I was like, damn, you really can just teach yourself to do all this shit and just do it yourself. And then it all even goes together because it's your art style. So, yeah, she was a huge inspiration for me. Like now I make a different overlay with each game that I play. Yeah, which is so, super awesome. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty simple and I'd like to improve them, but that's just me. I like to tinker. Sure. But like I make all my own emotes, like the badges, like all that stuff. And it was just because I saw like her do it and I loved hers. And I was like, shit, I could, I bet I could do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like the, I, there's, there is no limit to, to, I mean, obviously I guess there's some financial limit, but like, as far as like creating stuff like that, I mean, even if it's not the most amazing thing you could take pride in saying that you did it yourself. And that's, that's where I am as, as a quote unquote artist, I guess, you know, like I, you know, it's cool to just be like, Hey, I made that emote. I made that overlay, you know, and it's, it all it takes is time and patience, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And it's also really key to like, not get get discouraged if like the first one sucks, you know, mm -hmm. be like, all right, well, maybe you did it and you tried it, but now you've gotten some feedback or you look at it differently and then you can do it better. Absolutely. You, you just keep doing it. You know, I remember like looking back at old VODs and like clips and shit and being like, Ooh, that overlay was cringy. And then like seeing oh the improvement in like my overlay designs. I don't run one now, but like, yeah <laughs> yeah last friday was my two-year like anniversary stream and we were watching clips from two years ago and i'm like shit dude i'm in my living room in my studio apartment you can see jesse playing ufc on the tv behind me because i didn't crop my fucking camera like <laughs> <laughs> yes 
Oh man, humble, I was sweating. Humble beginnings. <laughs> it's like crazy awesome now, but I have made improvements on purpose. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all well, I mean, you grow in anything, right? Like, and that's just growing uh, as a content creator. So yeah. For sure. So yep, yep. yeah, so shout out to uh to everybody that we've mentioned. We love all of you. We hope you go on to, you know, create even better content that you're already creating uh we would uh well we're hopefully gonna like get a list of every link uh down below we have been bad about i've been bad about that (laughs) full blame here (laughs) um but yeah we'll we'll get you guys linked up hopefully if not it's not hard to search i promise but speaking of little improvements you'll notice if you're listening on spotify that the art will be different we are making little updates. Yeah. Making little updates. And it's going to be great. You're going to love it. Yeah, guys. Be on the lookout for that. Let us know what you think. Please hit us on the tweeters. Please do. We would love to hear some feedback. I know Adrian would, uh, especially because she's the one that designed it. So <laughs> that's true. It was me. <laughs> it was all me. <laughs> all right. Well, you want to send us out? Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We do put out podcasts every single Wednesday. You can find us on Spotify and YouTube and pretty much anywhere you find a podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting us on Patreon. It would help us out a lot. Really appreciate it. And I'll see you next time. Bye, guys. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. All right. I got to get this food on. I meant to fucking put this food on before we started. I'm an idiot. Oh, you could have stopped us. No, oh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Like I, when you said you were making those cookies, I was like, all right, I'm going to finish up these atomic Buffalo turds and I'm going to put them on real quick. And then I finished them and then I didn't put them on. So <laughs> no worries. Well, I'm going to do a couple little tweaking things. If you want, I can send you the links of the people that I mentioned. Sounds good. So that you can do based yeah that sounds good that sounds good and then also um if you want to aim to like any like revisions or anything um aim to do that by monday night because that's usually when i edit and upload so okay i was gonna try to noodle with it tonight and then just send it so it's all done perfect yeah that's that works too just by monday so we have it for the following week okay all right all right your turds all right bye